Psalm 116 is about death and deliverance. Death and deliverance. The psalmist finds himself surrounded by death. We don't know the specific reason why. We don't know what kind of death or what the death was a result of. But nonetheless, he cried out to God and was delivered. And this psalm finds its fulfillment in the gospel. We are dead in sin. But when we cry out to God, confessing our sins and believing the gospel, God in turns delivers us from the penalty of sin. So I'd like to take a few moments and work our way through Psalm 116. We're going to see verses 1 through 4, the peril. Verses 5 through 9, the preservation. Verses 10 to 14, praise. And then verses 15 to 19, promise. So let's begin with verses 1 through 4 and look at the peril. I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my supplications, because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I shall call upon him as long as I live. The cords of death encompassed me. The terror of Sheol came upon me. I found distress and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech you, save my life. Now, verse 1 begins with a prayer. I love the Lord. Why? Because he has heard my voice and my supplications. The word supplication here is request for grace. He's prayed for grace. He's received grace. His love arises because God hears our prayers. He knows that God hears him, and that just increases his love for God all the more. You know, as you pray and as you see God answer prayer, does that increase your love for the Lord? God is the living God. You know, God is not a dead idol. He's a God who lives and a God who is concerned with each and every crisis that comes into our life. And even though he knows those crises long before they ever occur in our life, he still loves to hear us. He wants to hear from us as we're going through those crises. Now, he says he hears my voice. The word hear is an interesting term because it not only implies the asking, but it also implies the answer. So we could translate this, I love the Lord because he hears and answers. He hears my voice, he hears my supplications, and he answers. He intervenes on my behalf. Now, we see a vow made in verse 2. I will call upon him as long as I live. There's a commitment on, on the psalmist's part that he is going to pray so long as there is breath in his lungs to pray. And whatever this situation that he was uh, facing, that uh, whether it was death from an illness or death from enemies surrounding him, whatever it may have been, the dramatic intervention on God's part made him make a vow. He, he took an oath to the Lord that he would never cease to pray, that as long as he lives, he's crying out to him. You know, and, you know, how about you? When God works in your life, what does it cause you to do? How does it cause you to react? You know, when you see God answer prayer, whether it's for you or someone else, does that cause you to want to pray more? And if not, why not? Now, his vow to pray is predicated upon God's ear being turned to him. And I think that's a very important uh, principle that we have to uh, understand. You know, perhaps your prayers are not being answered because God's ear is not inclined to you. It's not turned towards you. Now, why would God's ear not be inclined or not turned towards you? Well, that's because of sin. So if you have sin in your life, God's not listening. The only thing God wants to hear from you is a prayer of repentance. But once you repent... He will turn his ear once again to you. He will hear you. He will answer you. And 
he will give you that grace for your supplication. Now in verse 3, the psalmist basically says death is at his door. The cords of death are surrounding me, encompassing me. The terror of Sheol, that's Hades, the abode of the dead, is grabbing a hold of me. And he says, I have trouble and sorrow. Now, the word trouble means he has bondage. Uh, you know, he, he feels like he's imprisoned in this situation uh, that he's facing. But what does he do? He, tar- he calls upon the name of the Lord. And this is what we're to do. If we find ourselves, whether it's facing death or facing illness or in some kind of horrific situation, whatever it may be, big or small, we need to call upon the name of the Lord. Calling upon the Lord's name should not be our last resource. It should be our first resource in whatever our situation, whatever our crisis may be. And also, he calls upon the name of the Lord, Yahweh. Okay, That's who he's speaking to, the personal name of God. And Yahweh, I beseech you, deliver my soul or deliver my life. Uh, you know, and so I would, I would challenge you that when you're going through something, don't sit there and, and, and make it, okay, what am I going to do? No, just stop and pray. There's be plenty of time for you to figure out your next move. But your first move needs to be to pray. We need to make a plea to God when we're facing peril. Verse 5 to 9, we see the preservation. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Uh, yes, our God is compassionate. The Lord preserves the simple. I was brought low, and he saved me. Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have rescued my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I shall walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Now notice how he describes God. God is gracious. God is righteous. God is compassionate or merciful. And, you know, when we're praying, as we pray to God, you know, it is good to rehearse who God is. When we praise God, we should rehearse who God is. Thank you, Lord, because you're gracious. Thank you, Lord, because you're righteous. Thank you because you're compassionate or you're merciful. You know, how often do you take the time to think about who God is? You know, he's doing, he's answering your prayer. He's hearing your prayer. Then he's answering your prayer. He's intervening in your life. And did you ever ask why? Well, maybe it's because he's a God of grace, or maybe it's because he's a righteous God. Maybe it's because he's a merciful God. But we should take that time to consider his character because it is his character that causes him to answer and deliver us. He preserves the simple. That's the helpless. Uh, And the psalmist says, I was brought low, and he delivered me. He saved me. Divine help will come, and it will come in times of, of our pain, only as we cry out to him. You know, you can't live in denial. You, you can't try to rationalize it. Uh, you, you can't just, you know, brush it under the carpet. You've got to face it head on, but you've got to give it to God. And notice how the psalmist goes on. Once his prayer is answered, he says, return to your rest, O my soul. Listen, death was at his door, but he didn't answer. It didn't get access God intervened, God delivered him, and now the psalmist can sit back and enjoy the benefits of God's work in his life. He can rest. Rest is his reward. He has been dealt bountifully with. Literally, God has rewarded him. And uh, he has delivered him from death. Uh, He's now, the tears in his eyes are gone. 
His feet are no longer falling. It's probably a reference to into the grave. He doesn't have one foot in the grave and one foot on a banana peel anymore. Uh, he knows that God is the God of the supernatural. He's not some distant God that leaves us up to our own devices. Uh, he hasn't uh, locked us out. Uh, he hasn't just, uh, you know, some mystical force that may or may not be there. He is the living God who, when we cry, hears us and delivers us. Now, that ought to lead us. When we are in peril and then we are preserved, it ought to lead us to praise. Praise, verse 10 to 14. I believed when I said, I am greatly afflicted. I said in my alarm, all men are liars. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits, all his rewards to me? I shall lift up the cup of salvation, call upon the name of the Lord. I'll pay my vow to the Lord. Oh, may it be in the presence of all his people. You know, again, he, he's, he's lifting up praise to God. He has no reason to keep this to himself. You know, and, and this is a constant theme we see developed through the Psalms, that we're not just be, be a people of prayer, but a people of praise. You know, he wasn't going to hide this. God intervened in his life. He's going to go tell everybody. He's going to let it be known in the presence of all his people. And that's what we're to be doing, folks, making it known in the presence of God's people. He said, I said in my haste, all men are liars. Now, what does this mean? What is he, what is he trying to say? Well, basically, in my haste could be his knee-jerk reaction. His knee-jerk reaction was people are liars. And that's probably because there were many people who, you know, maybe he went to for help or many people that offered help and none of them could help him. And so, you know, he, he kind of felt in his, in his flesh, oh, everybody's let me down. You know, everybody's a liar. Well, they weren't liars. It wasn't that they didn't want to help him, but they just couldn't help him. He was in a position where no one could do anything for him except for God. And uh, so, again, he's praising God for all his benefits, for his rewards, he takes the cup of salvation. Numbers 28, verse 7, the cup of salvation is a drink offering. Uh, he calls upon the name of the Lord in praise and worship. He pays his vows. That's a vote of sacrifice in the presence of all his people. And, uh, you know, again, this is coming out of the Hebrew scriptures and the, 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 the understanding of having to go through these various sacrifice and offerings. But, you know, it also applies to us. Because we've been commanded in Romans chapter 12 to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice to the Lord in, in worship and in praise. And so, you know, when God intervenes in your life, yes, you need to be praising God. You need to be publicly declaring it, telling other people what God has done for you. But you also need to make sure your life counts for him. You need to offer yourself, your life, as a sacrifice. You need to be ready to sacrifice everything and anything for him because of what he's done for you. Verse 15 to 19 now brings us to the end and to the promise. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his godly ones. O Lord, surely I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your handmaid. You have loosed my bonds. To you I shall offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call upon the name of the Lord. I shall pay my vows to the Lord. O may it be in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of you. O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Now, verse 15 is a footnote. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints or his godly ones. You know, again, he's been talking about death and he's been rescued from death, but he also wants to us to understand that, you know, death isn't necessarily a bad thing. 
uh, because it is death that brings us into the presence of God. Uh, you know, he was kind of in the similar situation that Paul, betwixt two. On one hand, he wants to be in the presence of Christ, but at the same time, it's still good for him to be with the people of God who need to be ministered to. And uh, so, you know, he, he's in a twixt between two, if you will. Uh, but he is acknowledging God healed me, God has delivered me. Why? So I continue to worship, so I can continue to serve. You know, and, and when it comes down to it and we, and we face death, and while none of us want to face death per se, uh, we have to understand that as a believer, our death is precious in his sight because we are not going to hell. We're not going to like a fire. We have been delivered and we're going to be delivered into his presence. We're going to be enjoined to him in the heavenlies. But at the same time, we should not rush death. We should not rush into death because we still have much to do for him here. There's still much to work, still much to do for him, and still much worship to give him. And so he says, "Lord, I am your servant." Uh, again, that, that, that's something that ought to be on each one of our minds. As God hears our prayers and answers us and delivers us, it ought to. Every time God answers your prayer, it ought to be a, a from you a recommitment that, man, God, I am your servant. You're my king. You did this for me. What can I do? For you. You've loosed my bonds, and I want to offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving. I want your name to be in on my lips in worship, and I'm going to publicly, in the presence of all the people, I'm going to make known what you have done. And this is a theme that we've seen throughout these Psalms, and that is worship leads to witness. You know, as we worship God, part of our worship ought to be witnessing of God. And, you know, witnessing isn't just for the unbeliever. It's not just telling the unsaved they're a sinner, they're on their way to hell, they need, they need a Savior, and what the Savior has done. Witnessing is as much for believers. It's as much, it involves as much telling one another as believers what God has done. You know, maybe God has intervened in your life by letting somebody else know they may be dealing with a situation themselves. They and themselves might be in a crisis. And when they hear what God has done for you, it encourages them that God will do the same for them. But if we're silent, it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make a difference. There's no encouragement in silence. So let's rise to the challenge and let's make sure that we're praising the Lord, we're praising him for who he is, for what he has done, and that uh, we take the opportunity that as we make our petitions known, we'll be just as quick to publicly profess how God has answered our pleas and our petitions. So we have a promise here. The promise is, even in death, God will be with us. He'll bring us into his presence. But even in life, he is still an ever-present help. Sit back, pray, and watch and see what God will do for you. And then make sure you tell the people of God what God has done for you. Let's pray. Father God, we thank and praise you for this uh, Psalm 116. Uh, Lord, we, we don't often think about death, or at least we don't want to think about death, uh, we certainly don't think about death necessarily as a good thing, and yet it's precious. It's precious because it's it's the means by which we come into your presence uh, for all eternity. But Lord, may we be mindful that even now we're in your presence. May we be mindful, Father, that while uh, uh, our death brings us into your presence, it's not something we necessarily desire. 
nor did the psalmist desire. In fact, he, he prayed that you would deliver him from death. And Father, uh, you know, perhaps there are some who are listening who are facing death. Perhaps they're at that situ- in that situation. Uh, I would pray that, uh, Lord, if, uh, if there's still time for them to serve, if there's still time for them to, uh, uh, to, to work for you, that, Lord, I pray that you would hold off. That uh, prior to calling them home, Lord, I pray that you'd give them more opportunity to, uh, to serve you, to worship you, to be a witness for you. Father, I pray that you'd forgive us uh, for keeping our mouths shut, for being silent. We're so quick to ask because we're needy, Father, but we're so slow to actually give you praise. And so I, I ask that you'd forgive us for that. And Lord, may your spirit prick our conscience and, and give us no rest, give us no peace until we publicly profess what you have done on our behalf. And so, Father, I pray that as we share with one another uh, how you work in our lives, that uh, each one can be encouraged. Father, perhaps there's someone even now going through a situation, and you know, I pray that uh, you can use another believer in their life and, and what you have done in their life to be an encouragement to that other person. Ultimately, Lord, we want to praise you, we love you, and uh, we ask, uh, Father, in the name of your Son, that uh, you would get all the praise from our lives, from not just our lives, but also with our lips. And we commit this to you and say, Amen.